We're about to move regions still within the lovely state of New South Wales to the very famous and oldest wine region in Australia, the Hunter Valley. We have Mike Daulius joining us from Daulius Wines. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Jill. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, it's absolute pleasure. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while. Um, I do know that you're a busy man, uh, but I, we'd love to hear your story. Before we jump into your wines, um, I thought we'd actually touch on the Hunter Valley as a bit of a destination, a weekend destination itself. I feel like um, I, I come from Sydney. Well, actually, I, I come from Tamworth. <laughs> um, and I know Hunter's smack bang right in the middle of Sydney and Tamworth. But I lived in Sydney for a long time and I spent a lot of weekends in the Hunter Valley. And it's it's a very special place. It has a very special special place in my heart. Um, but I, it, it, sometimes you, you feel like what you know, others do know. But, um, you know, when, you, when you're talking about you know, Western Australia or some places in South Australia, they don't necessarily know the hunter as well as, well, for one week that they should or, or that uh, we'd like them to. So I thought that you'd be able to help me out in, um, in putting it a bit more on, on, you know, on people's mind now that the borders are opening up and we can travel again. So if we can start with a little bit about the Hunter Valley and, um, and maybe, you know, getting there and the sort of restaurants around and the things that can be done um uh, what what would be your recommendation oh look uh, it's it's a really interesting question because uh, you know being a, i'm newcastle born um and raised went to school in newcastle and so the hunter was always part of my life my my family um when they got involved in the wine industry i've spent most of my sort of primary school life and and high school life traveling up to the valley um, as as a wine tourist. And the Hunter Valley is the oldest wine region in Australia. Um, and wine tourism um, more recently has played one of the biggest parts in shaping what goes on in in the valley. And and wine and wine tourism um, has you know it's had its challenges for the region, but also it's it's what it plays a big part in what keeps us going and moving forward. Um, it, it's such a diverse region to be able to come and visit. There is so much to do. Um, and look, the lockdowns and everything have affected everyone differently. Uh, it's it's really caused a boom for wine tourism. I mean, I think New South Wales is rediscovering all wine regions and not just, I know, not just the Hunter. Yeah, there is Orange and Canberra um, and other regions too, but people are now discovering what's in their backyard now. Recommendations and things to do, that's one thing I get asked a lot. And I have my little favourite places that I, I, I frequent. Um, there's a couple of restaurants of, um, that that I've got a little, of course, obviously being a hunter region, and I think what Chris was touching on before about it being a, such a small and such a collegiate industry. I mean, we um, there's a small group of us that get together for lunch quite often and do a lot of the lunch in the in the valley and, you know, taste wines and look at each other's wine, talk about what's going on in the region. Um, but one of my favourites is a relatively new place. It opened up um, probably about, I'm going to say two or three years ago, but you know what it's like. It was probably it was probably five or something. But um, Yellow Billy on Hermitage Road at the Pigs Peak Winery, um, they're doing amazing stuff there. The guys there, they're, a lot of the stuff they do is cooked over fire. They've got um, one of those outdoor fire pits that they cook over. And, um, I mean, being um, a big fan of, of meat cooked all kinds of ways. It's it's if you are a carnivore um, and yeah, like stuff cooked over fire. It's very sort of rustic and um, but the food is just delicious. Uh, there is uh, one of our sort of favourite spots to go to. Really great wine list. Patrick that does the wine list there. He's a song that's um, had a really good background um, working some really great venues across Newcastle and Sydney and. Um, his wine list there is um, he's always got something wacky and zany for us to try, which is good fun. 
Um, but also uh, probably the restaurant out of Margins, one of my favourite ones to go to if you ever out of Brogue. Yeah, their their garden that they've got there is quite um, something to behold, and it's a great restaurant to go out there and you can look and see. You know, you got the produce there. I mean, they've they've, they've got they got lambs there. A lot of when one of the best lamb meals I've ever had in my life out there has been from lambs off their off their property there, cooked with produce out of their garden there, and it's it's um, phenomenal. Um, and look, if I'm bringing people from out of out of town, and and it's one of their first trips to the Hunter, um, it's really hard to go past Bistro Molinet, which is up in Mountview, which has one of the most spectacular views across um, across the Hunter Valley. But there are so many more. I'll probably get in trouble for leaving people out. But there are probably three, just quickly, because we could go on for a long time. Yep. No, actually, I think you've you've just touched on. So, was the first one Little Billy, the one out at Pig's Peak? Yellow Billy. Yellow Billy, so okay, great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely check that out. And I'm Name quite a part of all myself. That, that was in the area many, many, many years, hundreds of years ago. Um, was a, a bush ranger called Yellow Billy. Aha, uh-huh. okay, yeah. yes, 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 right. That makes sense. And look, I, I know the Pig Peaks Winery and the, the actual vineyard very well. So um, uh, definitely we'll check out Yellow Billy. And of course, Margan, we had Andrew Margan on a few months ago. Big, big fan of their wines. And I, I've dined at that restaurant many times. And uh, Bistro uh, Bistro Molinet, uh, I actually want to spell that out for people. Um, it is French, Bistro, M-O-L-I-N-E-S. And it is a, it's it's quite a special uh it's a special dining experience for sure. That's um that's up there at our Talavera Grove. Uh, yeah. Very beautiful, sweeping Mediterranean views. Oh, I do miss the Hunter. God, living in the Gold Coast, it it, it does sometimes have its downfalls. Um, not really. <laughs> so, okay, so well, let's 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 go back to you now. Thank you for giving that overview because I think it is important no, no that people get some you know some some hands on ideas uh, of where to go. So, but let's talk about you and your wines. So, your parents bought. Bought a vineyard, they, but they, it was actually more to, to just grow grapes as opposed to actually producing them. Then you you came along and you'd studied enology and you said, that's it. You're taking this to wine production status and it kind of skyrocketed from there. So can you tell us your story? Um, that, that's probably it in a little bit of a nutshell. Um, <laughs> yeah, we bought, well, we did actually buy a vineyard. Dad bought a property out at Lovedale um, to plant a vineyard and grow grapes. And yeah, we were, we were, we were, Great growers for Tyrrells, and I, I often um, pick myself up and say we were just great growers. I mean, great growers are the backbone of the Australian wine industry, and they're not just great growers. Like they are um, across all regions, um, the thing that should be celebrated. And um, because people, the general consumer doesn't understand, like most places um, don't have their own vineyards; they rely on great growers, and it's it's people with small plots, large plots that supply the fruit and have the passion to grow the fruit and get it to the point in time and take a lot of the risk most of the time with everything that's going on with the weather and um, and climate and to get them to the point where they can be used at a winery. Um, so we were great growers and, and at the time Dad was quite close friends with Bruce Tyrrell and said we'll plant a vineyard um, but I'm only going to plant a vineyard if, if you guys will take some of the fruit. And Bruce said, well, if you plant things that we need, we'll, we'll obviously we'll take them. If you plant things we don't need, then we're not going to take them. Um, so we planted a vineyard in the late 80s, early 90s. So it was predominantly Chardonnay, um, Semillon. Uh, we had a little bit of Adelo and a little bit of Shiraz. Um, I then did my undergraduate degree in Sydney. I studied um, microbiology and molecular biology in Sydney. And then went right, I did my first finish. I actually worked with David Hook for my first finish in 97. Um, and Hookie and I worked together. And yeah, it was kind of that 
the, the cliche of the life changing, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, if I can do this for, and you know, started to look around, you see what's going on in the industry and people traveling and working in wineries and going to different wine regions. Like, this isn't a job. People are actually. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it became quite immersed in the Hunter Valley and the community. And we started the brand pretty early on. We started a, a little label in about 97 with the Julius name on it. Um, and then. Uh, but basically just did a little bit of wholesale stuff. There was no direct-to-consumer. In 2000, 2000, we bought a property, uh, which is our home now on Broke Road, uh, where we built the winery and opened the cellar door at the end of 2001. Um, so we're just in our 20th year uh, now on Broke Road. And we 2002 was probably our first proper vintage there. We finished off a few wines there in 2001, but 20, 2002 was our first real harvest in the in the new winery there. And, yeah, so we've still got that vineyard at Lovedale's now expanded to about 50 acres under vine. Um, we then in 20, I'm going to, uh, yeah, 2010, we purchased a vineyard um, on Broke Road in Bacolban, um, which was the old McWee, uh, sorry, Lindemann's uh, Stephen Vineyard, um, not to be confused with the Tyrrell's Stevens Vineyard, which is out um, uh, on Oakie Creek Road. Uh, but yeah, we bought, bought the property there. We've been taking fruit off it for a number of years. So we've got another 30 acres there with uh, about 18 acres of old vine Chardonnay planted in 1968 and a little, uh, sorry, Shiraz and a little block of uh, Chardonnay as well was planted in the 90s there as well. So we've got about 30 acres there. So all up across a couple of different sites, we now own and manage and look after about 75, 80 acres of vineyard. Um, and we also do buy in a little bit of fruit from uh, from other other growers in the hunter. We'd also take in a bit of fruit from hilltops as well. Uh, yeah, actually, hilltops. That's another little um, little area that uh, they're producing some yummy stuff. Nebbiolo's big up there. Yeah, I've had a yeah. couple of folks at Nebbiolo, um, grown mm. by the lovely guys at, at Mobbity there, Jason Brown, and um, and yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a challenge. Like it's I, I love it. I love it as a great variety. Um, I love drinking it. Um, but yeah, a bit like Pinot, it's 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 a hard variety to make and get right. And um, yes, yeah. it's a very fine line between when it's just it's too young or it's just it's too ripe. It's a it's very too very ripe and wine making and barrel aging. So yeah, but it's a bit of fun. I I, I think if it does have a home in Australia, I, I do like the Nebbiolos coming out. Like I think um, probably one of the best Australian ones I've tried is uh, from Grove Estate, uh, yep. which is uh, Hilltops as well. Um, their, their Nebbiolo was probably the one that I, I tried. I saw it blind and I think it was at a wine show and, and it came up. I was like, man, that is phenomenal. I've got to find out where that's from. And, and it was, I can't remember the vintage, but I know it was Grover State's uh, Nebbiolo. And, and yeah, when they get it right there, I mean, Hilltops for me, I mean, I love the Hunter. I love what we're doing there, but Hilltops is a pretty exciting region for, for red and, and um, yeah, alternative varieties as well. That's actually a very good point. So I'm going to, I was having a good read about them the other day. Wine Selectors actually had a big feature on Nebbiolo in Hilltops. And I was like, I must do it. Yeah, must do a bit of a show on that or a bit of a focus. So uh, let's let's talk about the sort of experience that someone's going to have when they come to your cellar door. Um, I can see you've got accommodation as well, which is fantastic. Uh, you don't have a restaurant on site, I'm assuming. Otherwise, you probably would have mentioned it before. <laughs> we don't, no, we don't. We are very, very fortunate on site. We have the guys from Hunter Bell Cheeses. They're... Uh, that make um, some really lovely Hunter Valley cheeses. So you can come in, you can taste local, locally made cheeses um, from dairy, local dairies. The, the cheeses are made out of Musselbrook, 
um, but they've got a little a little shop front there at our property um, on Broke Road, but you can come out there and fill up your bag full of some wonderful local cheeses. Uh, you can get some takeaway stuff from there as well, and you can picnic on the lawn. They've got a little cafe there. You can get coffee and you know, cheese platters and stuff like that. So it's, uh, yeah, not quite a restaurant, but it's a lovely place to come and, and stock up the pantry, especially if you're staying in the Hunter. And the thing that really has surged in the Hunter over this sort of lockdown period has been um, sort of the proliferation of these small houses where people are coming up in groups of friends and you want to get away and, and come with a group of mates or come with your family. Um, you can rent like a two, three bedroom house. Um, and yeah, a lot of them are really well sort of stocked pantries and cooking yes. facilities. And so, yeah, if you, if you don't, you know, if you've got young kids and want to come to the Hunter, um, which is you know, the stage of life that I am. And, and when you were introducing me before and very kindly saying how busy I was, most of that is none, nothing related to work. It's mostly related to, to my wonderful family and running around with a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old um, daughter's sport and dancing and all that kind of stuff, particularly on the weekends. But um, at this time of year, which is a little bit quieter with the, all that stuff uh, coming to a little bit of a easing, easing up. But, uh, yeah, if you're coming with family and you want to get a house and, and, you know, there's so many activities for kids in the Hunter now as well. There's a really great zoo, the Hunter Valley Zoo's um, right up there. Um, and, yeah, there's aqua golf. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with, with young families and get around. And, you know, that offering, that cellar door offering and trying to offer people, you know, a place where we've got, you know, me with a young family coming, going to wine reads and travelling with young kids. You're like, man, if just cellar doors had something, I could, like, Mm. get the kids outside we're lucky we've got this really lovely outside area so you know we've filled up a basket full of footballs and soccer balls and um you know botchy things and things just heaps of stuff games for kids can take out and you know run around the grass while mum and uh, run around on the on the grass while mum and dad sit inside and and have their tasting through a range we've got you know cheese and wine matching as well we've, we're really lucky to have as i said we've got cheese makers on site there that we can do some cheese and wine matching things so you can sit down and have a really great experience as opposed to just a wine tasting. And I think that's the the, the thing that's really shaped change. I know that we're just one of a few in the Valley trying to offer people a little bit more of an experience when they come to Celador rather than just the old, I'll try that, I'll try that. It's trying to offer structured tastings, pulling things out of the cellar, giving something people something a little bit different to try when they come there. So if you're going to get in the car and you're going to drive to the Hunter Valley, we want to give you an experience that's, that you can't have elsewhere. It's, you can open up a bunch of wines at home and, and try them or, or but, you know, to come there and have a real experience and, and enjoy the region and see what it's got to offer um, as a whole. Well, I think that's fantastic. And I love that you, I have a two-year-old myself, and I love that you're actually, you know, you're purposefully creating an area for kids so that parents can actually just have a drink, not worry too much or get a babysitter, know that they can just play around and be fine. A couple of places in Mudgee have actually done that, but it's very rare to see. So thank you for organising that. As you say, you've got the accommodation, you do the wine and cheese pairing. There's something else that I found really fun on your website was um, it's not just wine and cheese that you pair, you pair wine and Netflix movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I haven't seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also do a thing where I match wine and fast food, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Netflix thing kind of that was born out of the lockdown. Everyone's sitting at home watching Netflix. It's right. What can we do something a little bit different? And, and we get right. Well, what, what are people watching and what can you drink? Because so many people just sitting at home with a glass of wine and watching Netflix and, and you know, working remotely and I'm sure drinking a little bit of those as we all were drinking a little bit earlier, a little bit more than we should have, but um, in some cases, but yeah, I thought playing a little bit fun to do. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, some of them actually just made complete sense. So, uh, look, before we actually do um, do completely uh, tidy up, because we are actually getting close to time, I think it's very important that I do the spelling of your surname because it is, for one, it, it's quite difficult to pronounce correctly. I hope I did pronounce it correctly. Did, yes. And um, so let's spell it out. So so it's Daulius, D-E, it's I-U-L-I-I-S, two words, D-E, I-U-L-I-I-S. You can obviously go, you can buy your wines online from you. I'm very fortunate. I've been able to taste a wide range of them. But um, for people who haven't, you can buy them online. But when you do go to the Hunter Valley, make sure that you visit Mike. Very friendly and great. <laughs> um, obviously, you've got accommodation. If you've got kids, that's not a problem at all. And um, and hey, some good uh, some good cheese tasting. So look, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Mike. As I said, I've wanted to get you on for a while, and I'd love to get you back because this has gone extremely quickly. But I do know I need to stick to a to a timetable, and I can see John saying yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, but your tidbits on other restaurants are great, and I will touch on them uh, a, a bit later. Just to remind anyone, but it's uh, Andrew Margan's uh, winery, Margan, and it's a Bistro Molinet, M-O-L-I-N-E-S. And that is, uh, and Yellow Billy at Pig's Peak. They yeah, are don't get the Pig's Yellow Billy, guys. Peak. I'll be really upset. Don't get oh, out there. Yes. I'm going to let you know when I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah come on, come to lunch with you. I make very little excuse to go to lunch. Excellent. Great. You can do the thing. That's fantastic. Actually, I have just um, even had a little text in. So before I let you go, sorry, John, um, I've had someone come in saying that they loved the new James Bond movie. Who didn't? And what would you match with that, Mike? Oh, a James Bond movie. I actually haven't seen the new one, so it's on the, on the list to do. Oh, but I, would, I think something James Bond would be very traditional and he would have to go a lovely cabinet. Cabernet oh. and a Bond movie, traditional, a little bit old school, but, you know, something, you know, nice and fresh and vibrant, you know, nice sort of young Cabernet, give a little bit of some, some, some vibrancy. Um, but, yeah, definitely Cabernet, Cabernet and Bond. Looks good, great body. That's what he's saying. It, it really just works well with Bond, doesn't it? <laughs> age is better. Oh, sorry, no, it gets better with age. That's it, isn't it? I guess the other one that you could throw in there, which, but, of course, you couldn't say you don't make Bollinger, but Bollinger was James Bond uh, uh, drink of choice. However, in the last movie, I don't I don't recollect that there is any caviar or Bollinger in the entire movie. So, but it was good. Look, Mike, thank you so very much for that. Thanks, and that was girl. really fun.